microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. Super Coin Brothers. Uh, we dropped the episode number many episodes ago, uh, but it's myself, uh, Raymond Bullish Bryant, sitting here with Andrew Moneyman McDonald and Adrian Nunbetta Chacon. So he says, "What's up?" Go ahead, Andrew. Just let it out. Just let it out. It happens. Can't, I can't do it. It's been a while since we uh, we've done one of these podcasts, and we actually had a request from uh, one of the guys. His name's Jonathan, good friend of mine from high school. He uh, requested that we do um, some more more podcasts and Johnny. Get into stories. Oh, Jonathan. Mr. Sullivan. Is that his name? That is his name. Jay Sull? There it is. Sully. We're going to be talking about who buried the $10 million in coins found by a cute California couple. And why? Their dog. And their dog. What was the dog's name? Um, it's really the dog's. Oh, yeah. He's the one that found him. Yeah, he found him. Is he rocking one around his, around well, his collar? He, most likely he's trying to take a pee. <laughs> really? He probably peed and like washed a little bit of the dirt off. You know, the best part about that intro is that I think that's the one question we actually don't have the answer to, is who actually buried the coins. <laughs> no, I, most, most of the people that are probably listening to this, I'm sure, know about the Saddle Ridge Horde. Um, it, it was found in Northern California. Um, it was something about 1,400 coins they found. 1,411. 1,411 gold coins. Uh, and they were most of them were $20 liberties, uh, and they were all minted between uh, 1847 and 1894. And their value was ridiculous. Um, what, what was the face on the on that? I think it was twenty twenty eight thousand face. Right, and at twenty dollars a piece. I mean, that's that's something else there. I mean, you're you're really you you hit you hit the gold. I mean, you, definitely did. You struck it rich. So there's a lot of cool stuff with this uh, this hoard. And we're gonna we're gonna kind of go into it and hopefully dissect some of this for you, so uh, you'll understand a little better what what happened, what may have happened, and what we say happened. So they found these things like walking their dog. Am I correct? As far as I know, it was on their property. Uh-huh. They were walking a path that apparently they've walked many, many times, um, you know, over the, they, the time. They found they it near a feature called Saddle Ridge on their, on their... Granted why it's called the Saddle Ridge. Horde. Yeah, well, what, what, that, that, there was like a ridge that looked like What is the feature? Oh, was it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm following you. So, it's, you know, it's kind of like that mountain ranch or, you know, you see True. a chunk of rocks that looks like something you call it whatever you want. You call it Budweiser Bottle Ranch. Okay. You know? I call it a pile of rocks, but this was the Saddle Ridge Horde, so that's what we're going to go with on this. So after they, they, they found these things, they went back and they found more? Well, no, they had found their initial can as far as, as everything I've been able to find. They dug it up, carried it back to their house, and then went back to the same location to go pull more out. Uh-huh. Uh, there were multiple cans, obviously 1,400 coins. Um, I don't care how many Folgers cans you bury. You're going to need quite a few. Uh, what, what, what would be the first thing you would do when you found that? Would you just like pull your gun, shoot in the air seven times? I mean, if this was back in the 1800s, well, they very well could well, these, do these guys well, they're, they're in California. Yeah, they're not pulling guns and shooting them in the air seven down. times. My real question is, I, I don't really know how accessible you know cans were in the first place back then. So were, were they really buried as late as the coins were? Or were they buried, you know, Ooh, in the future? Yeah, what's the date of that can? You know, a lot, a lot of the hordes that, <laughs> that were found, you know, say from, from the, the Western periods were was buried. It, was in, it Folgers? They were buried in mason jars. Really? Yeah, yeah mason so. jars are the bags it would usually be what they would find so them the, in. So the can thing is where the mystery <clears throat> comes to me. You know, maybe they might have been buried, you know, in the 20s or something like that. 
Yeah, you really never know. I know they were talking about um, the possibility of who made a, who may have put them there, you know, and, and there's really no straight answer as to who may have buried them. So to tell the time period is another thing that you just don't know. But the, the one thing that, that does make you think they may have been buried close to the time that they were actually minted was the condition that these coins were found in. Um, they weren't, I mean, some of them obviously were cleaned or, you know, they looked cleaned um, from the dirt or whatever on them, but a lot of them were found in not only good condition, but they're now considered the finest known of those dates. Finest known. I mean, they're they're ridiculous. The condition some of these coins are in. Um, there's actually a few that are now based at the San Francisco Mint as well. They held an auction, and the San Francisco Mint actually now houses some of them, which is where uh, they originally came from. Huh. I, I, I read, you know, that uh, based on the dates and that sort of thing, that they they may have been buried over a period of time. You know, maybe a can here, a can there. Maybe it could have been, you know, multiple people burying them. You know, father-son type thing, pass the land down. Hey, son, that's where we bury our money up there on the hill. Huh. I mean, think about that, really. I mean, for those people, when you found these coins, it's got to go through your mind. Hey, were these coins, you know, buried here, like you say, by father-son, by someone who was out just prospecting and found them? You don't usually, you know, when you're prospecting, you don't just find coins. So when they're originally, the gold rush was happening, they're originally taking their nuggets and their findings, and they would go to the mints, and then they were turned into coins. So right. maybe it was somebody's payment that they kept putting there, like you said. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's talk of, of a possible robbery of the San Francisco Mint back in the day that, that the this Shawshank production you know they have the what are you talking about when they were sprinkling dirt out of their pant legs? What? I mean, I mean, I'm kind of confused. No, no, you're like, talking about the money under the tree. Yeah, something like that. No, yeah, okay. you know, well, you did the hand signal for like dirt on the ground. Yeah, right? could, could have been, you know, similar to the Redfield horde type of situation, you know, just a That's someone, true. someone untrusting. And, yeah, I mean, you could very easily see back then, you know, 1800s, early 1900s, somebody even then not trusting the, the banker and, and wanting to put their, their money into the dirt um, and hopefully, you know, come back and get it. But that's the other question. If you put all that money down there in the dirt, wouldn't you have come back to get it? Definitely would have. Unless maybe you were either. Back. Maybe from the 1800s, bucks. he'll be here sooner than later, yeah, right? You know, you know. 28,000 bucks is a lot of money nowadays. You know, back then it was. Yeah, well, think about it. Back then it was 28,000, and now it's somewhere around the neighborhood of about 10 million. Correct, yeah. So it's, it's a huge amount of money to just kind of let uh, sit around in a hole. So, like I mentioned, the criminal aspect of it, where they think that it could have been a robbery from the San Francisco Mint. Um, there was a story, I know, Andrew, that you had kind of, you had picked up on um, about an employee of the San Francisco Mint uh, back in, I believe it was 1898. Yeah, uh, it's, I'm trying to remember his name. He uh, was Walter Dimmick. Yeah, Dimmick. Uh, he, he started there in 98, actually. Uh, but by 01, he'd already worked his way up in the ranks and, you know, got himself a, a set of keys to the vaults and so forth. 2001? No, it was 1901. Okay. But, you have this weird thing about time where you, where you imagine that everybody's a little over 200 years old. Well, everyone doesn't know everything, so I'm here learning as well, you know, with listeners. You know, so, sometime after that, you know, in, in 1901, there, there was an audit done, you know, something that doesn't happen anymore to banks, but... 
is not done, and six bags of $20 gold pieces were wound up missing. But there were stories from some of the guards who he had befriended that, you know, on at least two different occasions, uh, he, he was seen walking out with a briefcase or a suitcase type of thing, and, uh, you know, so heavy he was kind of leaning over to the sides. So one guard actually admitted to offering to help him carry that bag out the out the mint front door. And Think about that for a second. Get out of there. I can't leave my backpack unattended at the airport without somebody thinking I'm a terrorist or doing something crazy. And this guy's walking out of the mint with a heavy briefcase, and the uh-huh. security guard says, hey, let me help you out real quick. Well, Carry that out to your car. Yeah, there's a bunch of laptops. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, no big well, deal. Well, laptops in 1898. Well, <laughs> we never know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. They, yeah, a bunch of laptops. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I mean, this this is just insane. I mean, this guy, uh, he did end up getting caught. I mean, as far, not caught, but he ended up going to trial, um, and they had never found so the six caught, bags. So he was caught, but never convicted? He was convicted. He went to prison Whoa. for nine years, uh-huh. and the coins have never been recovered. So when they found this Saddle Ridge hoard, I'm pretty sure initially the government actually seized they did. the hoard. They weren't going to, they were investigating. With it being, you know, in, in Northern California, around the same same neighborhood, they, they automatically assumed that those were probably the coins that were stolen from the mint. But, uh, they it, probably it was, checked and seen like there's all the stolen water there too. And all missing. <laughs> that, that would be Walmart. That's it, it was actually, water it was there. proven, you know, the time that, that uh, the coins were stolen from the mint, there were different uh, dates than the coins that were found in the Saddle Ridge Hoard. So they were returned. They were returned to the lucky couple who now, um, I will say, are, are, are doing pretty well. Uh, but one thing I, I want to say, too, is that, uh, you know, when you when you stumble across a hoard of coins or treasure, so to speak, there's ways to get rid of it, and there's ways not to get rid of uh-huh. it. Now, looking into the Saddle Ridge Hoard, we found a few uh, other instances of people who struck it rich, so to speak, um, one of which uh, was a group of construction workers in Jackson, Tennessee in 1985. I wouldn't say they exactly struck it rich, you know, if you if you find out what they did with the coins they found. but Right. I mean, they found 300 gold coins. I they, mean, they that's, could have been rich. Right. Could have been. But instead of releasing them wisely the way that the Saddle Ridge Horde has done, uh, they ended up rushing into banks for cash. Traded some of them for jewelry. It's all about that bling, dude. And in the worst... Raider tickets, huh? <laughs> you know, I could see that happening. Raider tickets. I could see that happening. Jaguar. Close. Very close. They actually <laughs> traded some of them for a used car. But back back then... Used? 85. Wasn't that, wasn't that about, like, the Run DMC time? You know, those big old fat rope chains. That very well could have been so what was going on. Yeah, you know, trade some for jewelry and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A drywaller with a, with a Mr. T chain. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. make too much sense. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy, though. You think about the backstories of a lot of these discoveries. Um, and that one in particular, uh, there's actually a book called uh, Gold is the Key. And it was published in 2012. And they actually make the case that some of those coins from that original uh, find in 1985 are linked to a local bank robbery and murders in 1859. So it's it's just interesting the backstory on some of these coins, and that's what makes the Saddle Ridge Horde so special. Is we really don't know the backstory. There is no way for us to sit here and tell you, hey, this is what happened. You know, this is where the coins came from. I buried them. 
You buried him. Yeah, but there you go. <laughs> well, now we know the backstory. <laughs> I'm glad that we've been able to unearth that for you. It's been a good show. We're out of here. <laughs> no, <laughs> Adrian buried them. So one thing that's kind of neat, if, if any of you haven't seen any of these coins, you can go to Amazon. Uh, Andrew pulled up on Amazon. 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 And you can pull up a lot of these uh, Saddle Ridge uh, Horde coins. They, they're in a PCGS holder. And they have a gold label that says Saddle Ridge Horde uh, with their grade on them. Now, some of these coins aren't cheap. They uh, they go for you know thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, there's some up there right now for I believe around twenty six, twenty seven grand. They got that special gold label too on the on the PCGS holders, don't they? Yeah, the gold the gold foil. There you go. There you go. They definitely do. Uh, one of the other things that they did find too that that was in that hoard that a lot of people don't know about was a five dollar gold piece, and it's uh, the Delonica Half Eagle. Basically, that coin and that mint are it's rare. That is a rare coin. Um, and that was due to the East Coast gold rushes. They opened up the gold. They opened up the Dahlonega Mint and the Charlotte Mint when they were finding gold uh, on the East Coast. And obviously, it wasn't as big as the California gold rush, but they did open it up and use it. The to first D mint. Yeah. That is exactly what it was. The first D mint. That was our moment of silence for the Saddle Ridge Horde that is no longer in its original resting place. Sad, sad to see you go. So, the, the, those coins, though, um, at this point, you know, they, they, they've they really opened up the door to a lot of the, the newer, you know, treasure hunters or uh, folks that are, are trying to go out and find some coins. And one thing they point out is that the chances of actually finding a horde like this, this large, it's, I mean, it's oh, slim definitely. to none. Especially in the U.S. Very slim to none. Um, I mean, I know recently, I think it was in Scotland, there was a guy who found a, a hoard of, like, Viking gold and Viking silver and stuff. And that mm. uh, that one was something, it's worth something like a, a million pounds, which is, that's a lot of money. Um, and it's more common over there in Scotland and Europe and stuff like that to find hoards of coins uh, from the Viking times and, and stuff like that. Uh, here in the U.S., it's just not as common uh, to find these types of things buried. No, just maybe some pieces of eight here or there or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely something that, that you do see people find um it's just it's an interesting time you know to find gold find gold like this considering the prices where they are i mean that's that's really amazing but i do know you know there's there's a lot of instances in the south during the the civil war uh you know the confederates they they obviously hid a lot of stuff and buried a lot of things there's a lot of people that find you know jars of 20 or 30 coins here or there about 40 bucks to alderson's parking lot the other day it's kind of my salary That is. It is your Saddle Ridge. We'll just call it your handicap parking spot because I'm pretty sure that's where you found it. It was just outside. There's one next to it. There you go. So that's it for you. I'll tell you one thing, though, is I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more podcasts on, uh, you know, telling some stories, uh, some mint robberies. There's a, there's a real interesting one. Uh, it's called the Perth Mint Swindle. What? <laughs> no, that's actually a new dance going around here in Vegas. I, I heard in excess they were doing the Perth Mint Swindle. Oh, really? Perth Mint Swindle. I'm interested. So, if you're interested, give us a call. Yeah, that's true. We, we, have our, uh, we have our toll-free number, 1-866-742-1164. Uh, you can give us a call there, or you can email us at 
Supercoin Brothers at SaharaCoins.net. Um, we're always we're always here to answer questions. You can also uh, go to our Facebook page, which is just Sahara Coins LV. The new website. We do have our new website at SaharaCoins.com. You can listen to all these podcasts right on our website by going to the homepage and clicking on podcasts right on the upper right hand corner, uh, as well as is a bunch of other stuff. We have lots of coins. We do a coin of the week thing on there now, where you'll be able to pull up history on that specific coin. Uh, but like Andrew said, there's a lot of things like mint robberies and things like that that we're going to start talking about, giving you guys a lot of the history behind uh, you know why we're doing what we do. Uh, it's just it's 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 pretty crazy. And uh, remember, if you're going to start making YouTube videos or anything, uh, try to get down that Perth Mint sw- that Perth Mint swindle. That's <laughs> pretty sweet little dance you got uh, there. So the PMS, dude, the Perth Mint P- swindle. <laughs> hey, that'll do the trick. I mean, uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, you enjoy us rambling on about the things that we uh, we enjoy. And uh, like I say, if you have anything that you want to hear or things that you know, hey, you guys are doing great with this and want to hear more of it, let us know. Uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, John did that with us. Jonathan did that with us. Sully did whatever you want me to call you. He did that with us, and here we are telling the stories. So if you got something that uh, that you're interested in hearing, let us know. We'll throw it up and uh, and let you listen to it. Did I just say we'll throw it up and let you listen to it? Yeah, I'm going to have to clean it up after you throw it up. All right, well, we'll make sure it gets put up on the podcast for all of you to listen to. So, again, I'm Ray. Andrew. Hey. Drian. And we will uh, see you guys next time. 